Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Skydive Liberation, brought to you by the Splash Bros. I am Kyler Kayanik. I'm Jacob Hattie. We're here with our audio engineer, Drew Beach. Say hi, Drew. What's up? Farrell is unfortunately not with us today. He is, I believe, balls deep in some nylon currently. Spring has sprung. Some reserve nylon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, funny note on that. Um, uh, Ryan and him were doing a repack, and there was blood on the reserve. They were repacking a reserve somebody died on. No way. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of cool. Uh, just walking in and like... And Farrell's like, look at the blood spots. And I thought he was messing with Fuck. me. And then you just look and there's like blood splatters on the canopy. Why would there... It's only been ridden three times. <laughs> Why would it have blood splatters though if it was... If, if somebody it... like hit the ground hard and then the canopy fell on them oh the reserve never made it out no the reserve either the reserve never made it out or uh like it it then the blood got soaked into the reserve which i don't think could happen well i think what happened is the reserve went out guy probably like smashed into the ground blood like an aad came came out or yeah something or other he was under reserve got injured Blood on the reserve. Good start to the episode, guys. <laughs> yeah. Good start. Okay. Um, it's kind of cool. Anyways. I, I mean, rest in peace, but at the same time, like, having a reserve that somebody died on is kind of cool. That's... I wouldn't be the one I would choose to fly. No, I, I wouldn't either, but it's kind of... I'm not the a superstitious... Idea, it's just like, ooh, that's cool. I'm not a superstitious person, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I just... No. Yeah. Anyways, back to the intro. Yeah. So, we're here in Chattanooga at Sticks and Tone Studios, and we're about to bring you another hot episode of Skydive Liberation. So, yeah, this is going to be a little personal one today, going back to uh, some of the ideas for beginners and yeah. even intermediate. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Well, even, I mean, this kind of goes all the way through all of your, you know, anybody's just life in general. Life in general, and, and everybody that gets into skydiving, kind of their Dating, and... friends, you know, like, it's a balance. Um, we're going to be talking about... Passion versus... Obsession. Obsession. Yes. So, alright, let's 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 define it first. So, how would you describe the passion of skydiving and the obsession with skydiving? Let me pull up the uh, definition of... Um, passion right now here um so the definition for passion there's two uh strong and barely controllable emotion and <laughs> the suffering and death of jesus so um, that's interesting okay Those well, are, let's go with the first one there let's go with the first one or the second one you know when you're swooping on water you know in the <laughs> swoop pond you know or when you're uh, free flying, you got your arms straight out, and you're just flying, coming down from heaven out of the clouds. Oh, do or, or like doing away that. from the clouds, two thousand feet away from the clouds. Right. Um, let's pull up the definition of obsession. Because I really like the barely controllable emotion of that. Yeah, that no, idea that's, is that makes sense, honestly. Um. This isn't a good definition. Okay. A persistent, disturbing preoccupa uh, preoccupation with an unreasonable idea or feeling. Okay. Um, synonyms are fetish, uh, fixation, mania. mania um, yeah, so that's the definition of obsession. Now let's talk about that. I, those ideas in skydiving. Yeah, so... All right, what would you So let me let me talk about like let's go back to when I um you know first started even working here at the Chattanooga Skydiving Company. All right, that's a good point. I immediately had a sparkle in my eye the moment I walked into the hangar. Like there was some it was an energy, a feeling. Um it was almost possessive, you know? It was like wow. I immediately knew I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is yeah. how I want to spend my time. Yeah. And I told everyone, I was like, 
they're like, oh, where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. Why are you working here? And I'm like, I want to learn to skydive. I want to learn. I really do. I'm really interested in it. And then when I got into the video room, I, I got so interested in watching the videos of the skydivers and editing, editing the videos for them and making nice videos for them and sharing it with them and... I will say, like those those first moments, I you know I kind of had a similar. Obviously, I didn't work in skydiving like Jacob does or did at the time, but you know, like he's talking about when you go into that that hangar for the first time and you're you know you're going to be jumping. There's this certain energy, this certain aura that kind of permeates. Yeah, like you don't you don't see it necessarily in the air, but you just as soon as you walk into the hangar, you just feel it, and it's different, and it's. It I think is. it's uh, similar to how people feel about horoscopes, you know, and like, oh, he's a Sagittarius or he's a, it's like a feeling, it's an idea, you know, it's it's just something a bit not really real, but sort of metaphysical. Maybe, I, I don't know about that, that wouldn't, I'm not into any of that kind of stuff though, so I wouldn't really know, but I, I specifically remember exactly what Jacob's talking about and like getting into that hangar and then there's this overwhelming feeling and you know maybe it's the nerves while you're getting there especially if you're going to do your first tandem or whatnot but it's possessive is a good adjective i would say um it, it was a very that's that, that's feeling. what makes me think of like the spiritualness yeah. of it because yeah. you know and you're being actually possessed by the spirit of skydiving the yeah. idea the concept of skydiving yeah. starts infecting well, and to add on that, like, once I got into skydiving, I started doing AF, AFF, that feeling grows 10, 20, 100 fold. I mean, you just, you start to get in it, and then you just crave it, and you oh, just want yeah. it. It becomes like a drug at first, and I mean, you could argue that it still is. I don't necessarily have that, you know, that craving to do i still get it every now and again especially like if i haven't jumped in two weeks i start getting antsy i start getting a little i don't want to say anxiety but it there's there's definitely a feeling where it's like man i need, I need to get it back up in the sky i need to go jump it i need to i need to um and that that's something that's that's really um really interesting uh, because most people feel that well not all people, you know, some people will do it and then they never want to do yeah, it again. It's like one and done. But it's also that there, there comes with that like a shame versus like feeling accomplished. You start to really feel like this, uh, this passion for the sport mm. when you get rewards sort of. Yeah. And that's like those, we're going back to those mental constructs. You have accomplished a goal. Yeah. You know, and that's rewarding and that fuels you and that's like, okay, here's the next one and then, the next and the next and the next. And I think that definitely helps because especially when you're first beginning and you're getting through there, you know, you have AFF and each level of AFF itself, passing each level in itself is is a, is a goal. You know what I mean? It's it's a step in each one and then getting through AFF and getting through your coach jumps and then getting your A license. I mean, you're right in that sense that like, You've got a lot of goals, and it definitely helps feed that machine. But at the same time, I, I just – I felt differently about it where it's – it wasn't so much about the goals. It was just doing it. You know what I mean? Just being really? up there and being part of it. I didn't really care about the goals and, like, I just – and even now, you know, I, I definitely – once I got my A, I really, really wanted to get my B. I wanted – I was – and you remember this because I was like, all right, 50 jumps, I want, my, I want my B license. And I hit 50 when we were at Fitz. And, like, after I hit my A license, that's all I wanted was to get my B. But at the same time, especially now that I have my B and whatnot, it's just, it's not so much about the next goal, like 100 jumps and doing coach jumps or whatnot. It's just doing it. It's just being there, being involved in it, and, and living skydiving. Yeah, and see, that... That that is we are different in that regard, um, and you know for me it is just it is ego shit. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's not like I'm not enjoying the cravings of my ego yeah. by pursuing goals, getting videos, no, doing great jumps. Like and and that that's the thing in the sport. So I watched this amazing documentary last night. Um, you have to check it out, right. but it's called We Need to Talk. 
Um, it's basically mental health in extreme sports. Okay. Um, and it really talks about this idea versus passion and obsession. And it talks about how a lot of and it's it's mainly focused on on men, which is one one way I think it lacks. Um, but at the same time, I think it's really good because, you well, know, the majority t- of suicides, 70% of suicides are men. Yeah. Well, even um, in extreme sports, you know, the majority is mostly men. Well, that was one of the things they talk about is that most professional athletes end up getting seriously injured, mm-hmm. die in the sport, commit suicide, or um, die of overdose and depression. Yeah. Um those are like the main ways people get fucked up in this sport. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't just talk about skydiving. It talks no, about like I mean, kiteboarding, that, wake, wakeboarding. Well, that, I mean, you could even relate that to football. Look at football alone. Yeah, but there's, and that, that's where we've, we've talked about it in the past, how like skydiving feels different than yeah, other sports. It definitely does. It goes into how like, how that, that impact impacts mental health mm-hmm. because you really start it talks about how like people will um just build off their ego so their ego and identity becomes like an instagram page or their gear or their sponsorships you know all this like money they're getting in for doing like insane acts of um yeah pushing the human body to its absolute fucking limits the more you push the more followers you get the more people who are you know egging you on to do it because they want to see more and you just kind of end up you kind of force yourself into this you have to maintain this certain level of of i guess what's the word for it um status showmanship status yeah, yeah it's like people expect at some point people expect it of you and you know we're really lucky to be at the dz we are and who and to be the people we are with our mental health but mm-hmm. a lot of these guys can't talk about their anxieties yeah. or talk about how they're nervous or worried like yeah, it's also true they they're too scared to do that so their minds just block it off and they only like they avoid all that shit and, and that builds shit up it starts to add weight to it you. It does. It definitely adds weight. And that that's where that the moment, like when you build your entire identity and ego on one thing, it talks about like everybody in the sport. When you're doing like swooping, mm-hmm. I want to get into swooping. We were just talking about it. I don't want to get into accuracy, mm-hmm. but I'd like to get into speed or distance. Um, it's not a question of if you're going to get injured. You are it's, going to get injured. It's just Guaranteed. It might just be a scraped knee. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that or goes... you might never walk it or again, or you might just die. And and you know, even that, you can relate that to motorcycle riding too. Anybody who rides motorcycles, open. anybody who rides motorcycles, will tell you that. Um, you know, when you ride motorcycles, especially if you do it regularly, it's not a matter of if you're ever going to crash on a motorcycle. It's just when. It's going to happen, and how severe is it going to be? Because and a lot of the times, it, you know, it's better to get it out early. So if you want to get, you're going to get injured. Why don't you just like give it a few yeah. knocks? So you know, I've, fall I've, over a couple yeah. times when you first start. I've crashed several times on a motorcycle. I've been riding since I was eight or nine years old. I don't, I don't even remember at this point. But I've been riding for almost twenty years. It's the and, same, with you know, like and it happens. Swooping and all of that. You're gonna well, fucking. You're gonna have dig yourself out at some point. You're yeah. gonna hit the ground hard at some point. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. I don't. I haven't even, well, even swooped yet, and I do those things. Yeah. I'm going through those struggles. Well, it, like, I mean, you had your recent accident, kind of, and it, although it wasn't too bad, but that was still. I mean. Yeah, it was yeah. Pretty jarring, and even for me, I mean, mine wasn't as bad as yours, but I came in for it was a downwinder, and I ended up landing right in front of the hangar. Yeah, and we're talking about these guys who are doing even more dangerous things and not just getting injured for like a month and just being sore but like not being able to walk for 20 months yeah and being or not be able to jump for fucking a year or two yeah being a national swooper and then your entire like party life you know a lot of a lot of those things with boogies it's like skydiving can definitely be a rock star lifestyle it is a rock star lifestyle it kind of is It, it just it just really is you're just doing Fucking road trips, jumping out of planes, you know. Well, music, like we're talking venues. about, we're, we're both wanting to go to this next boogie here at um, Skydive Tennessee. Yeah. At the end of May. 
Yeah. And it'll be our second boogie. Uh, yeah, and then I'll be going in July to do another boogie. But, it, you know, skydiving is just this, like, on the road, like, you don't make much money, but you just kind of live in the sticks and you, like, survive out of a cabin but the when living, you work in the sport. The living that you're doing, you know, most people their whole lives will try to fill this void in their life they'll try to find something whether it's it's work or it's one specific hobby or even van life nowadays that's a big thing nowadays is van life and And even with skydivers yeah and that's definitely a big thing with skydivers now but you know everybody has to find something essentially to fill that mental void in life and with with skydiving i feel like it's you know that fills a lot of people it fills it feels a lot for me, you know, I mean, I have my businesses, and I, I do my own thing, and have a family, and whatnot, but... Yeah, and I mean, I'm not even a professional skydiver yet, I want to be a, I want to break, you know, records, and I, I would like to do that in my career at some point, but people will tell me, I'm just a, I'm just a packer, and I do video editing, but um, they're like, wow, you must have the best job in the world, and in a lot of regards, I do, you know, like... Compared to somebody, like, sitting behind a desk, you get like, paid. hating their life. Yeah, and you get paid to be a part of skydiving, which yeah. is, you know, something that even I've thought about recently because I haven't been able to jump as much recently because it's it's my busiest part of the whole season for my work as a contractor. And, um, you know, I get to hear about all this stuff. That, like, this past weekend, they got to go jump. Well, I had to work this weekend because I've been short on staff and... Um, and see, I packed, like, 30 rigs, I still made a paycheck, and I got to jump two times. And, like, you know, in, in my mind, I basically those jumps are, like, free in my mind. Um, but, like, you know, you know I, I, I love what I do, don't get me wrong. But, you know, skydiving is one of those things. It, it's been that escape for me, but it's something that I just always, always want to do. And to see, you know, other people that get paid to do it, you know, it's... It's definitely something that I wish I could do, but... Well, you know, and that's where you get back to it. Some people might call that fucking obsession. Like, I fucking dropped my job. Yeah. I dropped my partner. Well, and a lot of people do call that obsession. It's... Yeah. Be a cutaway. And there's a term for it. And that is that... That's something I want to talk about today. Is that a good thing? Like, I was also watching a National Geographic episode of this guy who went to... Uh, learn how to base jump in 60 days um so he went to paris and he did 100 jumps at skydive paris in a month wow and then did another 100 jumps in the next month uh, prepping for the base jump wow yeah um so so like that that i think that's fucking obsession (laughs) that's a bit too much i feel like that could definitely be labeled as obsession for your case and i feel like a lot of people's case because a lot of people will have regular day jobs they live their life and then they start getting into skydiving they'll do a tandem and then like oh i want to get my license and then they start doing it and then they'll literally just they'll quit everything and that's what they do is they skydive you know they become a coach and then and so on and so on and it makes good money like it's it's not like ryan look at ryan ryan's another half decent example because ryan quit everything and moved to madisonville texas out of high school or whatever I think he, he was in college. Or he I dropped out of college, yeah. I think he started college and then dropped out to do skydiving. And I feel like a lot of people would label that as obsessive, but at the same time... Ryan is a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, Ryan's one is. of the happiest guys I've met. Yeah. You know? And and for you know for both of y'all's cases... So I'm, am I. I'm fucking... I'm very happy. You I know? would not say that, you know, for y'all's cases, it's an obsession. It is, it's a passion, and you live to do what it's you love. It's also expression, you know? Like it it's, is. It's a way of expression, and that's why I, I, you know, I don't feel like... I, I think it is passion. It's a this it's a barely controllable emotion you know i i can i can get a grasp on it but it just wants to go like um everything about this sport i spent like five hours last night looking up different canopies like Mm -hmm. looking up some pro swoopers all these like different amazing people okay maybe we are getting into the obsessive category (laughs) i am i can be a little obsessive but you know and I, i think that when you can get into those it's almost like a flow state but at the same time 
it is your life. That is what you do. This is, yeah, what I want to be. Right. This so, is what I want to pour everything into. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, in that circumstance, because you could argue the same about me because I work, and then when I get done working, I'm having to do administrative business stuff, and then for things that I don't know how to do, I'm looking it up because I'm trying to always be in a constant state of learning, much like you are with skydiving. And I wouldn't call that an obsession. That's just what we do. Yeah, it's just, it's who we are. It's, and a, it, it's a passion, and that's what I would, you know... I don't think anything with self-improvement is ever obsession. You know what I mean? Like, anything that is bettering yourself is obsession. Okay, I don't know if I would agree with that. I don't know if I would entirely agree with that because you've got it. Okay, Bruce Lee. Okay. I'm going to throw it back to weird, weird off-topic off thing that relates in a way. So okay. Bruce Lee died because he literally worked himself to death he trained so hard that it killed him yeah how is that is that a bad thing i would argue if it's killing you yes i, I would, would argue that if you have such an we'll say passion or obsession we'll, we'll not label it we'll just put both in there in the mix that it literally kills you i would argue that's probably an obsession and I think there's a difference, though, between that and skydiving. So in skydiving, you can always be pushing things, and it can end up killing you. We've we seen that. Yeah. I mean, You know, I wouldn't say that he was obsessed with skydiving, but it did end up killing him. In Bruce Lee's case, I would say it was an obsession because that's literally all he did 24-7 was train, 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 and yeah, it ended up but... killing him. And, yes, he wanted to better himself, but look where it got him. There's a quote from Whiplash, and that's actually where it got... Have you seen Whiplash? I haven't. Um, that's an amazing movie about a, um, a drummer who works with J.K. Simmons, <laughs> um, and he gets invited into like this premier jazz league so he can become one of the best jazz drummers in the world. Um, that was and, a recent movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 2016 or something. Um, is that with that one kid that did the Top Gun? Two? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I forget I, his name, but I uh, didn't. I didn't watch it, but I did see some clips of it. Yes, it's an amazing movie, and it actually deals a lot with this possession. Uh, you know, uh, passion versus obsession. Uh, but there's a quote in it, and it's like, "I'd rather be talked about. I'd ra I'd rather be drunk, broke." at 34 and be talked about around a dinner table than be sober and bored at 60 and die or 70 or die it's like i would rather be a household name and bruce lee you just fucking you thought of him mm -hmm. and bruce lee is never even never even would have considered an idea of you but you think about it. Thanks, dickhead. Well, I mean, like, you think about <laughs> also it. Also wasn't alive, but, you know. And there's some idea in that where, like, yeah, I <laughs> I would like to be... Uh, I, that, that, there's no, something I, that rings true with that. I, I get what you're saying, and... Like, if you want to make that decision for your life to commit to becoming an ideology or an image, you know, you can. I also feel like, and so I'm, I'm really big on music, um, and there's a lot of musicians that obviously Hendrix. died really really young I, <laughs> um, I do feel like there's people that were put on this earth to show you what can be done and that's their sole purpose and they do it and then they're gone and some examples I would say would be like Jimi Hendrix, Randy Rhodes Randy Rhodes was Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player he died at 25 years old and he did all the things he did before he was 25 and those were some, you know, I mean, just amazing, amazing stuff. Think about all the guys who had to die in the 80s, you know, skydiving. Think about all the guys who died in the 90s so that we now today, like those guys fucking gave their lives so that today we can have the safe equipment that we do and the safe knowledge of skydiving. Yeah. Like back in the 90s and 80s, you were a veteran skydiver at like 500 jumps. I'd argue back then you were probably a veteran skydiver. Like a hundred. Like <laughs> yeah. And now that's like chimp change, you know? And that was the same thing back in like 2006. They were talking about it. Um, people were jumping um, like 70s, 80s canopies. Mm -hmm. And that was like you were the best skydiver in the world. Now anybody who with a thousand jumps 
or 2,000 jumps can jump one of those. Mm. I mean, now we have fucking, like, 57 Petras that people are flying with, like, 2.8 wing loading. Yeah. And, like, these guys are pushing the sport. And they are, I would say that is probably, like, obsession in a way. But I, I don't think it's a bad type of obsession. Like, if you are building yourself up to uh, push the sport, be give give yourself up to something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's something wrong with that, and I would say that's what Bruce Lee did. No, and but uh, maybe yeah, I maybe don't know it if is I'd go obsession. that far for Bruce Lee's case. Um, well, I mean, you look at some of these skydivers. I mean, look at me, dude. I'd, well, I destroy. I'm destroying my body a little bit, like packing, skydiving. It, yeah, it does. Skydiving will definitely wear you out. I was actually just talking to somebody yesterday who talked to um, the guy's a commando. I wasn't talking to him, but I was talking to some friends of his, and he's done over 500 jumps. Um, he's he's ex-military, ex... I don't know if he's a SEAL or whatnot, but he's the kind of person that went into areas that were not supposed to be in, and his body is messed up. And he only did, like, 500 jumps. Now, granted... He was probably doing round canopies with, you know, 100 pounds plus on his back and whatnot. But still, you know, skydiving is definitely a sport that will wear your body out over time. Yeah, and I mean, look at, like, somebody like some of the guys we have around at our drop zone. Mm-hmm. Like, Wizard. Wizard talks about it. He's like, after the weekend, <laughs> I lay in bed. Like, yeah. well, he has, like... He's just, he's, uh, like, ten jumps away or nine jumps away from ten thousand. Yeah. Um, we pied him. You did already? Yeah, we pied Damn him. Damn it, I fucking <laughs> missed, missed it. it. Yeah, Justin, Justin was outside I... the hangar, and he's like, Fucking kidding me. Wizard, come lo- fucking look at this. What the fuck is this? There's some oil here or something. And then Wizard was like, nope, nope, ran away, and Jimmy picked him up, and somebody pied him in the face. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I missed it? God damn it. Yeah, yeah. So congrats to Wizard. But, you know, he talks about that. Like, when you are, like, 50, well, uh, even and you've been at... doing this for fucking 30 years, it destroys your body. Even look at Joe. I remember being at um, Jefferson's for dinner one night when we all went out to dinner after jumping, and Tasha was talking about how Joe's literally lost, like, an inch or two on his height. <laughs> I, I have and two. Joe's I... not even 40. Joe's 34, I think, right? 34, 35, 36. Yeah. He's somewhere right in the mid-30s. and It ages you. And he's literally lost height to him because of all his tandems. Now, Joe's somewhere right around 15,000 jumps. You know, we had him on an episode um, a few episodes ago. And um, I, I remember that. And that's one thing that always kind of worried me. But back back to passion versus obsession. You know, and I definitely think we're both very, very passionate about skydiving. Yeah, I can barely control my emotions for this I sport. Could, it's funny is how many times I end up in a conversation about skydiving now, and it's literally eight, eight, nine times out of ten that if I'm talking, it doesn't matter who it is, even clients, I'm I'm talking about skydiving nowadays, um, to everybody, and it's just because I just love doing it so much, but I don't think I'm obsessed with it. Um, in some ways, I think I I am, you know, and maybe, but okay, in in the sense that I want. Skydiving is important to me in a way that like it's bigger than me and I want mm-hmm. I want to plunge into the depths of this yeah and let it consume me you know and, and I, you know overall I think what we're both trying to get at is yes there is a passion versus obsession but at the same time I do think there's good obsession and there's bad passion probably too yes uh, think about relationships Jacob would know really well about this one. (laughs) Yeah, there's when you are like convinced, you can set yourself up in cycles where you are like so fucking passionate about something that's destroying you. That's just terrible. That's terrible. It is like, you know, the alcoholic just, but that's a bit more obsession. But like passion in in that, like you're loving this and it's great and it's good and so fun, but like it's destroying you. Yeah. You know? And I, I think it can kind of go both ways. But you're not, both. like, obsessed because you, yeah. you don't have to have it all the time. And it, it's just um, passion that's a 
I strong you. I think it can kind of go both ways for both passion and obsession. I really feel like you can have good and bad passions. And maybe it's a spectrum, you know? On one side or the other, you know? You want to get a mix of both. Get a little bit obsessed. Yeah. You Never know, give up. Especially with Scott. Okay, so for you beginners... It's really, really easy to become super passionate about skydiving. <laughs> really Very easy. quickly. It is... This shit is like crack cocaine, dude. At, it is. <laughs> when you first start skydiving, especially if you're starting to do AFF, it is so easy that it literally almost becomes an addiction. It does. It works in your brain the same way, like... Yeah. Addiction does. And, and your brain changes. Your actual, like neurons and, and connections they literally the synapses in your brain are different you are a different person after skydiving for a while i would I'd argue once you start skydiving you're never really the, the same yeah but, i mean do you remember your first tandem my first tandem i had like a fucking i kind of blacked out like i my vision zoomed out and i had like a center vision and everything was kind of black around it like you it it your brain isn't ready for that. Your brain isn't made to it handle free fall. Your first tandem is definitely a lot of sensory overload. You can't fully describe skydiving to someone who's never skydived before. You just you just can't. There's no no you really there's can't. no way to describe it that they would understand. Um, and that you know some and those people those people would say we're obsessed idiots. I, 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 I hear it all the time. I, how many times a week do you a hear, oh, you're, you're crazy, you're insane. What would you do that for? Yeah. You know. Why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? God, I hear it so much every week. Because, you know, there is something beautiful about pushing the human body to beyond what it was made for, beyond what it 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 is used for, um, and really being some of the first people on the planet Earth to ever do something. I got um, my B license the other day. And, you know, they go in chronological order for licenses. And when I got it, I was like, it was a number, I forget the whole thing, but the first numbers were 59. It was like 59,000. I was like, are you telling me You're that one of 59, out of the 8 billion people in the world, I'm in the first 60,000 people ever to have a B license in skydiving? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, even for me, I got, I'm at 104. Skydives. Yep. Um, most people don't get to 100. a hundred. A lot of people do, but we got to pie the shit out of Jacob. I, yeah, that was a week ago. That was so funny, Wizard. That uh, so was I'm, wonderful. I'm working on a website project, and Wizard pulled me aside, and he's like, "I need to talk to you. When can you have this done? When can you have that done?" And he like handed me a cigarette, and I was like, "Oh, Wizard never does." Hold that. on. And so let me tell the story because. <laughs> So Jacob's out there. He's just outside the hangar. He's talking to Wizard. He's got his back turned into the hangar. Oh, it's perfect. And I've been talking with everybody all day. Jacob didn't know it. I've been talking with Farrell and Ryan and Bree. Everybody. I've been like, we got to get Jacob. Um, and because I was at like ninety eight. Yeah, he was at like ninety eight jumps, and it was it was the last week. And I day. was gonna get it the tomorrow, and that when was everybody Easter. was gone. Yeah, so yeah. Easter, I was at ninety eight, and I was like, last jump of the day, I was at ninety eight. Yeah. Tomorrow we're jumping. I'm gonna get it tomorrow. Yeah. So we all were like, you know, let's do it while we're all here and whatnot. So Farrell comes out with with plates of of whipped cream and whatnot. And he hands me what, and Farrell and I we start running up real nice and quiet. Jimmy's right behind us, and I don't even remember who all did it. I bet there were six or seven of us, and he starts to turn around, and Farrell just fucking wow. locks it with one. And then I came in right afterwards with another okay, one. I hit like five or six times. I was covered. And I, <laughs> Wizard offered me a cigarette, and I still had the cigarette in my mouth, and I was like... He's still smoking the cigarette. <laughs> so I whipped cream, a menthol cigarette, and I'm like, you know, this isn't a bad combination. Oh, my God. Uh, we got him so I had to shower good. right afterwards. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it because I wasn't at 100 yet. And I was like, these guys aren't going to fucking do it. They're going to make, they're, I'm going to make them wait. They're going to do it after. Well, I, I was 100. fucking with you, too. Because I was remembering in the middle of the day, I was like, God damn it, Jacob, you can't do it while we're not fucking here. This yeah, is bullshit. And I was like, yep, sucks for you guys. <laughs> quit quit your job, and then you will. <laughs> we were fucking with him and whatnot. But, oh, man, did it work out so well. It was so good. Yeah. 
and that that's something um you know i'm never never gonna forget that moment um that's big i mean how many how many people get to 100 jumps not many um what i did so for what what's really fun is my first jump was a tandem with wizard and my hundred and first jump was a tandem with Ryan. I rode his. I did yep. two of his front rides, so I That's did a hundred and one, hundred and two for Ryan. Um, and big boy, he's getting tandems. He's on the yeah, tandem Ryan's rotation. Tandems, yeah. So big, big shout out to Ryan. He's and slinging meat. Yeah, congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations, Wizard. But like you know, these people, I would say you know they're they're somewhere in between the borderline of passion and obsession They're yeah definitely you know i mean ryan quit everything to be a skydiver and that was a couple years ago and now he's a ti and you know he's doing really well and now you know he's doing the tandems now and that's that's great i wouldn't say he's obsessed with the sport i think he's he's really good at what he does and he's very passionate about it and i'd argue I you mean, know it's Jacob's, his life it is yeah, his life it's, it's the same for jacob here like it's it's his life i don't think he's necessarily obsessed with the sport there might be moments where you could argue that it is but i think <laughs> he started swooping at 270 jumps yeah it's... <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little bit more than passion to do that shit yeah uh, but you know like we like we've been talking about i still i think we both would agree that there's still good obsession there can there's obviously can be very bad obsession, but there can also be bad passion too. You can be very passionate about something that is absolutely terrible for you, and you can be really obsessed about something that's really bad for you, or you can be really obsessed about something that's that's really good for you and yeah. good for everyone else too. And it's it's always important to know, you know, there's a lot of good things. Don't make skydiving the only thing in your life. It, right. It, you know it. It's always fun. You know, you you talk to people who are meditators or people who are, like, gurus, and they're like, never hold on to ego. Never wrap your ego around in ideas of identity of I don't think it's possible and, to do skydiving without having a little bit of an ego. I don't think so either. And, you know, there's something fun. It's like, you know, drinking a beer or eating, like, candy. There's, you know, there's something fun in a vice. I It is technically a vice, you know, having ego identity stuff. and But, like... As long as it's not your core and you can survive without it. Like, if you get injured and you can never skydive again, you need to be able to accept that fact. Mm-hmm. You might die. You need happen. to just accept that. Um, and I think all of us skydivers, I think, you know, because especially, like, when we're up going up in the plane, I feel like there is a lot of morbid humor that goes around. But in, in, <laughs> A lot of morbid humor. In the same sense. the tandems, like... Oh, they're uh, freaking out. They Well, they fuck with them. Like, well, we'll, okay, so like when we're up in the plane, we'll be singing while we're going up there. We're like, gory, gory, what a hell of a way to die. Gory, gory, what a hell of a way to die. Justin was talking to Wizard. <laughs> Wizard had a front on him, and Justin was like, yeah, Wizard, don't drop this one this time. It's oh, this I'll, fucking third one of the week. I'll fuck with them too, so I'll be talking like Wizard. Like, Wizard, how many you dropped this week? Oh, I've got two. I only got one more, man, and they're going to cut me. And, like, these are people that have never done this they before. They don't even know these people. <laughs> and they're, like, and saying shit like, if I, with them. if I get this jump, if, I, if I'm if i able to finish this one, I can actually do ones on my own now. Yeah. And like, <laughs> or, like, or, like, Jake, like, you see that smoke over there? Yeah, that was our last plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like, and it's it's... It's it is an ex, uh, exception I, of the abyss. I feel you know? like it's a way of us accepting, you know, Death, accepting. Yeah, it's we all know it's not the possibility. It, it, you are gonna die. It's you. You can think that you're gonna die. You can. It, it, there's a difference between thinking you're gonna die and accepting you're gonna die and knowing. Yeah, you're gonna fucking die. What, and you could die today. What we do, you know, it's. We've all accepted that fact that, like, you know, this potentially could be every one of our last jumps or, you know, one of us could end up having the last jump. There's, there's, you know, skydiving is a very, very safe sport. Statistically, it is a very, very safe sport. It's the safest extreme sport. Yeah. It it is the safest extreme sport. Um, It's like .003% of the skydives are deaths. Yeah. And... Minor uh, or major injuries, and, um, and most of the death, lots of minor injuries, and like lots. we've talked about it before, you know, most of the deaths that occur are all human error. Are it's like ninety one percent are all under a perfectly good canopy. Yeah, somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing. Uh or no, I mean like just 
just, just pushing bad it too luck. Hard. Like, well, fuck. What was the guy? The guy who um, went from his fronts to his rears and got his, like, finger stuck on his front. So when he pulled down his rears, he pulled down his front right toggle mm. and his rear right toggle and his left toggle. So sent him into a spin? Yeah, just fucking hit the ground and died. Um... That's, I, I mean, like, I, mean, I wouldn't just, say he's doing something he shouldn't, like, he's swooping and he's pushing it. That's just real bad luck. I mean, that's kind of a one-off thing that's rarely, rarely ever going to happen, but most of the deaths that occur are from people who are trying to do something that they really shouldn't be doing, they know better than to do. Yeah, and they just and all it takes odds. is one really, really small error. Yeah, what's the difference between a skydiver and God? God doesn't think he's a skydiver. <laughs> and, like, you know, I, I even, like, I had a really good landing. Um, I'll have to show it to you. I had a I really, really it. good landing. Yeah, um, and it was, like, right where I wanted to. And, you know, that that that's some, like, that boosts your ego. You that, were doing that... a south landing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, and it, it was on that 170, and I'm, I'm learning that, the Nitron 2 170 that has a really long recovery arc. Really? Um, and I was so used to the Sapphire 3, which has a really short recovery arc. So when I was like flaring, I wasn't flaring right or even staging. It's almost like a three step stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I've actually got that, I can really use it. Yeah. And I feel more confident on this canopy than the Sapphire 3 because I the longer recovery arc is much more controllable i feel i feel like the short recovery arcs are kind of just dangerous and like it it gives trains you for bad habits um you're on a saber tooth those those are a bit longer than the sapphire three recovery Mm -hmm. arc wise but they still have a shorter recovery arc Mm -hmm. um well and i'm hopefully going to be downsizing soon to the 190 that'll be good because i Hey guys, I officially bought a canopy. I'm going to be finishing out my uh, pre-second rig. There we go. So, good stuff. But, you know, let's get back to the topic. Overall, I would say there's a healthy median between passion versus obsession. But I think it's, honestly, my opinion would be it's okay to have a little bit of an obsession. Uh, But with this passion and obsession... Something I think, one advice I would give to you, have a will, have a goal, have set ideas, be strong in yourself, be strong in your character, and it doesn't matter where you are, just be confident in it, and be confident that you are in the right place, and the right time, and there's nothing better than right now. I I would definitely agree with that, and... I would go slightly differently, and I say, you know, I'm I'm big on kind of everything in moderation. However, when it comes to skydiving, when I got into it, and even now, it's it's become a huge part of my life, and I could never see it not being a part of my life. Um, you know, I definitely have a huge passion for it, and I th- I think you would agree, and I think most people around the DZ would agree that I'm not just a weekend warrior. You know, I'm not just there hitting the weekends and getting a jump or two here it's i do love skydiving and if i if i if you actually, could skydive every day you would yeah exactly i would literally skydive every single day and i'm hoping to get to that point with your business yeah business so that, wise that it pretty much runs itself where that's all i can't all i need to do is i can just skydive every day i can go to area to area dz to dz and just i mean my, my goal uh end term goal is i'm going to be on a team I want to be yeah. on like a PD team or Red Bull or yeah. like I want to be on one of the yeah. teams and just be paid to go out and yeah. skydive. So I think I th- we're both definitely very very passionate about skydiving. I don't think either of us are necessarily obsessed. I think Jacob might have his moments where you could argue it, but I don't I don't see it as an obsession. You know, Jacob's he works skydiving, he breathes skydiving, lives it. That's that's what he does for I money. I live like a skydiver. Shirtser was talking to me. He's like. <laughs> He was. He said something really meaningful to me, and, and I, I came up to him and I was like, "Man, you know, I can't be more thankful. You are the reason why I'm here, because you. He hired me. He really? did my interview. Okay. Yeah. So he's the reason. He was like basically the gate man, saying, "Yep, you can come through." Um, and he was just like, "Jacob, meeting you when I interviewed you and seeing you now, 
you are not the same person. You I are can, a skydiver. You know, even when, when you and I first met and started talking, I think you've changed a lot even since then. And you were already, you were just about A-licensed then. And then yeah. you got a license a couple weeks later after we we met and actually started talking. I still felt talking. squishy. <laughs> yeah. I, my adjective, I say funny ass adjectives, but like I felt squishy back then. I'm still squishy, but like I still I feel hardened. My character feels hardened. We don't want to know about what you're hard on. It's hard, soft, squishy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you know, guys, there's there's definitely a healthy median. But when it comes to skydiving. One, it's it's hard not to become passionate or even obsessive with the sport because it's such a fulfilling thing. It, it really is. It really, really is. When you get into skydiving, it fulfills so much in your life and stuff you don't even realize that you needed. Um, I, I mean, like, I'm a bit of a spiritual and person and... I, I believe in, you know, chakras and a lot of those energy things. And if you are into that, I you should look into skydiving and how that can kind of move within your body. Actually make physical changes to your physical health. like Both good and bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I used to, I, I mean, I have two autoimmune diseases. Mm. Like, people who live with autoimmune disease, it's hell. It's yeah. like, life is hell. But the adrenaline, the dopamine... Uh, well, your chemical levels, they, I would say, I would argue that skydiving, you know, what we do really gets your, your level, your chemical levels in your brain in check. Yeah, and helps out with your frontal lobe and yeah. a lot of that stuff. And, you know, even though I'm, like, not doing healthy things, like, I'm kind of, <laughs> I have a lot of vices right now, but I'm okay with them because, like, they're, they're balancing me out. And, yeah, it's, I'm also 23, um, but, like... I don't know. It really makes my life is a lot the the healthiest I've ever been since I started skydiving. Yeah. Even though my body can be like a little bit sore than usual, mm -hmm. things are just a lot more. You know, not everything's dynamic, but my peace and my it's sense of self is stable. Yeah. Um, you just got stability now. Yeah, I have I have set. You know, and that's where you get into like root chakra idea. Like your ch root chakra is like the core of yourself and what's hold well, what holds everything else up. I would say like skydiving makes that happen. Too. Well, and I've noticed this in myself, and I think you or even other people might notice it. Since I started skydiving, I just feel more content throughout the day. I tend to get less angry. You feel less it, irritable. <laughs> yeah, even if even if I get angry, it tends to to go away a lot quicker. It's just kind of more of a breeze. Um, you don't attach to your emotions. Yeah, I definitely, I feel a lot more content with everything now. And honestly, that, it, it changed once I started skydiving. Yeah, and like for me, time, time was another one that completely changed. Like I don't, like I used to have these mind constructs of like a day and what that means for me in my life and what it feels like. And now it's all just like, oh, there's no like sense of like, oh, this is today, this is, to, like, everything's just now, and it, it it's all just one long line of, like, personhood. Yeah. It, it changes you. It um, does. And that passion definitely helps, and that, even obsessive times, being obsessive at times is really good, and you can get a lot of really fast growth from that. Yeah. For those of you who are beginner skydivers, you know, it's definitely, it's 100% okay to be passionate about skydiving. and it's, it's even okay to be obsessed about it before you've ever jumped. Like those people yeah, on the beginner skydiving forum, you know, like yeah. asking, I'm not going to be able to skydive for like two years from now, but how about this, 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 this? And they write like paragraphs and questions. That guy's obsessed a little bit and that's beautiful. You know what? It's to show interest in the sport and know that you want to do it and that's what you want to do. It's, it really is great. And I think we'd both say, keep it up, you know, just get into the sport. Once you get into the sport, you know, you can kind of take it from there. But what skydiving can do for people is so amazing. And to be, I think anybody who gets into skydiving is passionate about it. It's, there's a very rare case where anybody gets into skydiving and it's a one-off where they're like, oh, I'm done. This is, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> 99% of the time, anybody who gets into skydiving is going to be passionate about it from the very first second. The moment you do it, you're like, yes, this is for me. This is incredible. This is what I want to do. 
whether it's in your free time or if you want to drop everything and just start doing skydiving and living just and like breathing. a hobby to some people like rock climbing is like yeah. some people make their main obsession rock climbing and then there's skydive occasionally right like i know guys like that yeah but you know and then it's it's even okay to be a little bit obsessive about it just don't don't let it kill you in a bad way yeah, and I, I like that. There's still don't there's, let it kill you in a bad way, because you might die from the sport, and I might die from the sport, and I'm okay with that. I've fully accepted that. I've told you this. I've told Farrell. I've told a lot of people this, and I've even told my wife this. Like, you know, if if I'm gonna go out anyway, Scott, I'm gonna be honestly the way I'd want to go out. Yeah, tell tell them what you want to do when you. When yeah, you die. yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, is this is a plan that we gotta write in your fucking will. So I haven't I haven't written it officially in my will, but I've told everybody this, including my wife and and everybody that I know that hangs out with me. They know this. Whenever I die, my dying wish is, I just want somebody to push me out of a plane one last time. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter when. Um, whether it's you know over the ocean, over the forest somewhere, a mountain, some kid's pool, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't doesn't matter where. I just want somebody to give me one last skydive. That's that's my dying wish, and you can just leave me there for the wolves or whatever. I don't care. I'm I don't care about a funeral. I don't care about you know any of that stuff. I really really don't. I'm gonna be dead anyway, so it's not like it fucking matters. But that's my dying wish is is when i die just push my body out of that plane one last time that's all i want yeah what happens to a skydiver when he dies <laughs> where, where does a skydiver go when he dies i don't know everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's if you get into the sport i think i don't think it's possible i i truly don't believe getting into the the sport you can't be passionate about it Anybody who gets into the sport and actually enjoys skydiving, I don't. I think it's impossible to not be passionate about it. And it's okay to be a little bit obsessive. Just don't let it kill you in a and, bad way. And honestly, I think it's bad if you are just into the sport for shits and giggles. I think it's, I think I it's don't dumb. Think, I don't think you yeah. should be in the sport. Mm. If you were just in, like, we go back to that guy who had, like, 70 jumps talking about not knowing what an RSL is. You need a bit of passion for this sport. That's bad. With extreme sports, you need a bit of passion because you are risking your life every Every single... Every time. Yeah. You're basically killing yourself and then saving yourself. Every single jump. You know, you're making... You're jumping out of a plane. You're like, okay, if I don't do anything right now, I will die. It is 100%. Like, it's all up to you once you start doing it. it is, And they even tell you that when you're doing AFF. Who is responsible for the skydive? Me. I am responsible for the skydive. And that's really what it is. So, in a way, yeah. You're in charge of your life at that point. You're in charge of whether you die or whether you live. Yep. And your instructors will help you out any way you want. But once you're under canopy, it's all up to you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they'll guide you in till you're they'll ready. They'll get mad at you after you do something dumb. They'll let you know. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, but yeah. Then when they get, should. Then you get more to points where they stop letting you know, and people kind of slowly stop telling you things. And... I got off radio at jump six. I got off radio at jump, like, five or four. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> some of us didn't work in this sport for months beforehand, dickhead. Yeah, some of us also didn't have, like, a personal fucking trainer in skydiving who Eden... Eden and I hung out, like, you know, yeah. how we used to hang out. Yeah. Like, Eden and I hung out all the fucking time, and yeah. all we did was talk about skydiving. Yeah. So. I didn't have that. That's but how I got stand-up landing, my first landing. I, I was, like I had six jumps where I was on radio, and then my seventh jump was with, um, Faldo. Mm. And he didn't have a radio. Yeah, Faldo's <laughs> he's, fucking crazy. He's like, he has like 20,000 jumps, you know that, right? I did not know that. Yeah, he has like 20,000 jumps. I did not know that. Yeah. He, he was like, he's one of like the, he has some of the highest numbers in the world. Like, I, re- I remember him specifically. Awards. I, I, I went to his apartment in um, Atlanta when I dropped off Lorena's. Yeah. Um, and his wall is just covered with awards. And I didn't know that. And stuff. I remember my jump with him because it was my seventh AFF jump. And he was like, you think you can land without the radio? I'm trying to do an impression of his voice. That's, that was terrible. That's, so that is terrible. Forgive me, Valdo. But um, um, I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident I can do it. And he's like, okay, then we don't, we no radio. 
Um, ah, no radio. No radio. It, it's like a bit more like tangy. Yeah. So <laughs> we did it, and you know, I landed just fine. And then after that, my eighth jump was with Tasha, and I was like, "Do I need a radio?" And she's like, "Do you, do you want you, one? Do you, do you want one?" It's like, I didn't did use one last time. I think I'm good. Okay, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right. So I haven't been on fucking the radio since jump six, but you know, it's. It's such an incredible sport, and for those of you who are just getting into it, just getting started, let it be a passion. Because honestly, and I think we both would agree with this, it'll change your life. and It'll make you whole. In, in ways you won't understand until you've gotten into it. It will complete a lot for you, and it will really fulfill you. So let it be a passion. Don't try to fight it. Just get into the sport, and you'll love it, and it'll love you right back. And don't don't treat it wrong. Treat yeah. the sport with respect, and that that starts influence infect infecting everything you do. Mm-hmm. You start respecting every single object or identity or ego. Like there's a Ram Dass quote I really really like: "Treat everyone like God in drag." Yeah. <laughs> I have like, no idea costume. what that means. It means basically like everyone is an identity, everyone's an ego, everyone's a construct, and we're all the same. You know, we're all just spirits and flesh yeah um but like treat everyone with respect and especially like the sport your if, canopy your if you don't rig, the sport will humble you so quickly it'll, you'll, it'll be mad it'll be pissed off that oh you did yeah not respect jacob it. can vouch for that mm-hmm. and and i and i do respect her <laughs> I, I treated her real well and she 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 likes to tell you off he just got a little obnoxious about it and uh she she taught him little lesson but guys i think that's i think that's a really good point for us to kind of end on a really good note jacob i believe you have a shout out to do yeah so um i wanted to shout out somebody who um i followed on instagram um let me pull her up um so uh this is Haley patterson she's a skydiver um she did a She's going to be starting this season, uh, but she has great skydiving videos on her Instagram. Um, if you want to check her out, um, her Instagram is Haley750 underscore. So that's H-A-L-E-Y 750 underscore. Um, check out her Instagram. She has great skydiving stuff. Awesome, awesome skydiver. Uh, give her a look. Um, give her Jump with her if you want. Um, reach out to her. She's really cool. And guys, every one of you, you know, we appreciate y'all so much for listening. And we would love to jump with any of y'all at any point in time. Always feel free to come out to Chattanooga Skydiving Company. Come jump with us. Come find us at the DZ, and we would love to jump with you. Absolutely. Um, there's campsites around. Um, Shit, you can come stay with me if you want to. <laughs> yeah, that will, it'll be a great time. You can book online at ChattanoogaSkydivingCompany.com. Um, you can book your first tandem, you do your first jump course. Um, yeah, come jump with us, please. We'd be happy to. We would love to. And you know We've what? We've seen a lot of growth here in the past few months. We, we have really so have. many new fun jumpers coming in. Yeah. We're building something awesome, and we want you to be a part of it. Absolutely. And as always, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you like what we're doing, Share us. Share us on Facebook. Share us on Spotify. Share us with your friends, family, people you don't know, strangers. Doesn't matter who. Your cousin. Yeah, and check out our Instagram, our Twitter, Facebook, um, Patreon. We have some supporters on Patreon. We're so thankful for them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we we are just so thankful for you guys. Um, we love doing this. There is, and we're hitting a big milestone right now, actually. So. Um, you know, we've been doing this for, we're going on, what, three months? Just about? Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Two or something. And we're we're right at 100 Spotify followers. So, you yeah. know, that's it's obviously not the hugest number in the world, but, you know, we haven't been doing this long, and we're so thankful for you guys listening. And that's that's a big number, and we're, we're really, really thankful for that. Yeah, we're, we're really thankful for everything you've done for us and we just we can't make we can't wait to make this bigger and we can't wait to grow with you guys um and we can't wait to see how we progress as skydivers through the years yeah keep up with this and see our progression through that yeah and it's it's great that y'all get to be a part of it too and with us and you know we appreciate y'all's feedback so much so 
thank you all again so much for listening. Feel free to share us, and as always, come jump with us. Absolutely. We're here at Sticks and Tones Studios here in Chattanooga. We've got Drew Beats over there running the keyboards. I'm Kyler. I'm Jacob Patty. This is Skydive Liberation, and we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. <laughs>